As we begin 2023, here's a New Year's resolution that you can actually keep. Eat more chocolate. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function. So I searched high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. And I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Flava Naturals performance dark chocolate bars and cocoa powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. Now you can jumpstart your Flava Naturals 2023 resolution with 23% off site-wide exclusively for Intelligent Medicine listeners. Just use code HOFFMAN23 at checkout. Now through January 31st, just go to FlavaNaturals.com. That's FlavaNaturals.com and use code Hoffman23 for 23% off. Plus, get great recipes at FlavaNaturals.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly compendium of questions that you send to us via questions at drhoffman.net. And with me today is Layla Mutin, who's our resident nutritionist. Together, we endeavor to answer your (laughs) questions. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? I look out the window, and uh, I'm feeling kind of depressed because... Yeah. It's uh, 2.20 in the afternoon in our offices, and it looks like midnight out there. This it is uh, January in New York, because it is mixed precip. Yes. Which means that it's, uh, you know, cats and dogs and, uh, you know. Right. All, all I still of, got my snow boots on just in case. Yeah, I mean, and it started out and looked pretty promising. I was like, what snow this morning? But right. here we are. Right. Uh, but uh, it's not going to stick. It's just going to be a, you know, mess. So, uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about is uh, we are uh, today, uh, today we're in the last week of January, we're commemorating the third anniversary of COVID. And I managed to... uh, You say that like it's a happy thing. Huh? Yes. Commemorate the third anniversary. Hey, remember COVID? Happy birthday. Yes. (laughs) But just to give you a little perspective on that, uh-huh. you know, I, I used the Wayback Machine uh-huh. uh, to look at the headlines on January 30th mm-hmm. of 2020. And here are the uh, CNN headlines from 1-30-20. And what they write is, what we know now, the latest, at least 213 people are dead and more than 9,692 cases have been confirmed in mainland China as the virus spreads globally. Health emergency. The World World Health Organization has declared coronavirus a public health emergency of international concern. Global problem. There are more than 9,700 cases worldwide. You think? Wow. (laughs) The outbreak has reached 20 places outside of China, including India and the Philippines. China is on lockdown. Nearly 60 million people have been uh, placed under partial or full lockdown in Chinese cities for a week. And now there are evacuations. The UK, US, Japan, and several other countries are f- working to fly their citizens out of Wuhan. And that was only the beginning of our long nightmare. January 2020. Yeah. Wow. January 2020. 
Notwithstanding that, a couple of months later in March, uh, I still carried through my vacation plans and went to uh, that's right went Hayman? diving in. No, I went to uh, uh, I went to Tortola, which oh. is British Virgin Islands, and I got there. And you know, people were a little concerned. By the time I uh, left, I was lucky to get out because everything was shutting down. Yeah, um, the dive boats stopped going out. You know, it was. Uh-huh. I just got out of there, with the skin of my teeth. Um, wow, you know. Had a stopover in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and you couldn't buy any food. They would hand you the food in a paper bag, you know. Yeah. And I mean, you couldn't sit and eat the food. The the restaurants were cordoned off, mm-hmm. and uh, there was everybody was pointing these uh, thermometers at our our foreheads, which we know are useless. Oh. And you know that whole thing. Yeah. They had national guardsmen in the uh, in the airport in San Juan. Unbelievable. Yeah, that really something. So it's three years now. Three years. And mm-hmm. I wrote an article which will appear in next week's newsletter in commemoration of this entitled, What They Got Wrong About COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just imagine. I'm not going to oh, get into it. Oh my gosh. That's going to be a good long article. Oh, I can be, tell. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, uh, you know. there's a lot they got wrong. 50 pages of close, no, it's, yeah. It, yeah. it's actually, I tried to condense it. So, uh, okay. on more uh, light subjects, uh, I thought we would uh, talk about something that we tried on social media. You mm-hmm. know, with social media, I, you're, you're lucky because you don't participate on social media. I no. have to commend you on your discipline. Oh, my. That you're so uh, disciplined that you uh, do not succumb to the temptation to go on social media, even no. though you, your, your articles appear on social media. Thanks to you. Well, yeah. You're our... like my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your promoter. You're yeah. my promoter. Thank you. Yeah. Your articles do appear on drhoffman.com. Yeah. They, they go on, uh, they go on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and they're actually quite popular. I'm jealous. Uh, because, uh, I mean, I'll write, laboriously write an article of 1500 words, spend hours on it, and then, you know, I'll get like three likes. Uh-huh. And then uh, we post something that's a little frivolous, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. What's the one food that you dislike the most? That was a post on Facebook recently. Uh-huh. And we got 88 comments. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Okay. So uh, <laughs> they ranged from the exotic. One person said jellyfish. They had it once in Singapore. Wow. Um and we got liver, butter, interestingly. Butter. Turnips, curry, mango, blue cheese dressing, <laughs> eggs, olives, all of these things I like. I like all of those things too. Tapioca pudding. Except the jellyfish. Tapioca pudding yeah. is so yummy, but I guess it's kind of slimy. Some people don't. I've never had it. I don't. I Pumpkin. Don't Brussels sprouts. I yeah, love I, Brussels. I, I, I roast Brussels sprouts I, really nicely. I used to hate them when I was a kid. I love them now. Oh, yeah. Tastes yeah. change. Asparagus. I used to say I was allergic to asparagus. Now I, I love asparagus. <laughs> um, somebody says almond butter. Yeah, I could live with that. Somebody said impossible burger. Ew, that's something I won't eat and, after reading the ingredients. And beyond meat products. Oh, yeah. One person wrote red meat. Okay. Some people don't like red meat. Another vote for liver. Yeah. I like liver. Uh, fried mackerel. I like that's a little. That's a little much. for. It's got a real fishy taste. I like fishy fish. But maybe not fried. Sea urchin. Otherwise known as uni. Uni. And sushi. I like uni. Yeah. 
I don't it's remember if I've taste. ever had that. It's at a, it's a sushi places. Um, candy corn. Mm, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I don't like. Yeah. Baby corn. Oh, baby corn. Like in Chinese food stir fries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little things. It's just, yeah. I, just a weird taste. And I'm like, why? Why include this at all? It's Crunch. Such- Somebody wrote tripe. I, I get it. Tripe tastes good. I like it's a uh, Eastern European is, specially. It's delicious. At, uh, Polish. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had it at Polish restaurants. Yeah. Uh, it's a little. I mean, you think about it, it's kind of icky. But. I I kind of well, not grew up with it. So many of the meat pies would be made instead of with beef and potato. Sometimes they do tripe and potato. Mm-hmm. And being a little girl, you know, my mother would give this to me, and I'd eat it, and I'd notice it wasn't meat after I was most of the way through, and I'm like. And she wouldn't tell me what it was, but I it did enjoy of, it. It has kind of a honeycomb texture. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it was delicious. Because what is it? It's the... Uh, it's the stomach of it, the stomach cow. Of a it's the stomach yeah. of a... Yeah. Of a yeah. 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 And it has kind of a honeycomb texture yeah. to it. Yeah. You know, a lot of collagen it's delicious. in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few people wrote tripe. But a lot of people don't like organ meats, which is so much... Uh, which is a shame because we're... It is a shame. That's we, where all the nutrition is. We waste a lot of animal products because we, we only want the prime cuts right and and organ meat is particularly high in rna mm-hmm. you know which is in the headlines because it's the mrna vaccine but actually rna is essential for uh, repair and regeneration yes you uh, know our stone age ancestors instinctively went oh, for the organ meats they did and left the muscle meat for the other wild animals and things like that Yeah, they preferentially went there they did that they, was instinctual and by the way that very high cholesterol content. yeah yeah, especially brains. Mm. My mother used to make brain salad. That, oh that's something I wouldn't touch. I'd just look at it and say, no. It's a sitting <laughs> And in? I was not a finicky kid. I didn't know. So lettuce, tomato with a brain sitting on it? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yes. yes. I, I, I don't see that. And it was a thing. I, I draw the line at that. Okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, so I have to say, hands down, what do you think the, the most common food aversion was? What, do you, what would you say? It's snowing. Okay. What's the most common food of, of all those answers? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably any kind of awful. Yeah. Yeah. Liver. Liver. Yeah. Everybody hates liver. I like liver. I like liver. I love pate. Liver with uh, I onions. I love with onions and mushrooms. Mushrooms, yeah. Mm-hmm. Delicious. That's good. Yeah. Liver is good. For many people, it's a texture very nutritious. thing. It's, it's one of the few animal foods that's rich in folic acid. Yes. We yeah. all thought folate was all about vegetables. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's in liver. It's got CoQ10. It's got carnitine. If you had to go live on a desert island the rest of your life. With one food. With one food. I use this with, with our patients all the time. Yeah. Which food would Which food would help you live the longest? People say, oh, what, coconut, fish? No, it's liver. Really? It's liver. But then it's I got think a lot of these, lots of vitamin A. A lot of these people immunity. would die. A lot of these people would die. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Oh, I'd eat the liver. Yeah. It's a texture thing for a lot of people. Yeah. It's an idea thing for it's a lot an, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think a wonderful way to incorporate liver for those who need it or would like it, you know, put it in your meatloaf. Oh, in as small an extender. Amounts, as an extender. As yeah. an extender, uh-huh. you're really not going to get the texture of it that much. Yeah. And you may start to, you know. I, People I think, have to I open think their some minds. people just can't get over it. Though, no, but, that's yeah, true. That's yeah. true. So yeah. uh, anyway, I, what I wrote was, uh, I guess I'm lucky. I like all of the foods y'all listed. You know, is what my comment was on that thread. Yeah, except for the jellyfish, I'll pass on that. 
Jellyfish, yeah. yeah. I'd, yeah, be, sure I'd that, be afraid of getting stung on the way down. I'm not sure what the nutritional value of the jellyfish well, is. Well, isn't, isn't that where Prevagen comes from? Well, that's what... But I always... I, you know, I see the ads for Prevagen. Mm. Uh, and it is based on um, very sketchy evidence that that could improve cognitive performance. I don't see a lot of studies yeah. emerging. They did a few preliminary studies on animals, uh, a couple of human studies that really were very limited studies. And uh, the active ingredient that they um, select is not particularly favored. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it got a lot of press, though. Well, it got a lot it of it, it got a lot of advertising. It did. It did. You, you know, it if got you a lot of if you watch like a show like Jeopardy, and the demographics of Jeopardy are like older people like to watch Jeopardy because yes. who sits home and watches Jeopardy? You know, at seven what, at right. night. Yeah, it's a piece of state. You know the the shut ins, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and and I like Jeopardy. Jeopardy's fun. You know, it is fun. It's, it's you know, you try and like guess, and some of these people are really brilliant. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. but uh, and then there's it cuts to a commercial uh, for for Prevagen. You know, which <laughs> is like hmm, will make you a better contestant on Jeopardy because you're wow. gonna make you smarter. I'll bet. What do you think a commercial might have been thirty, forty plus years ago? Geritol. Yes. Remember yes. Geritol? Well, it was on all the game shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. on... Um, yeah. Geritol used to be on uh, the show, This Is Your Life. Mm -hmm. You know, where they would bring somebody out. You know, it's like, do you remember right. when you were in the Cub Scouts back in 1927? And, <laughs> you know, and you fell in the lake and this little boy came and rescued you, and he, you know, pumped on your chest and revived you. Well, behind the curtain, here he is! Here he is! <laughs> and then, you know, you the contestant would collapse in tears, and, you know... Yeah, right. yeah. I vaguely remember that show. That yeah. is... It's a little too old for you, and I barely remember it. I remember The Dating Game uh -huh. and Hollywood Squares. Oh, let me tell you about The Dating Game. Mm. I'm from Santa Monica, California, and several of my classmates, uh -huh. because it was filmed in Hollywood, yeah. were contestants on that show. Oh, how fun! Plus, they fit the profile because they were like blonde surfer dudes <laughs> and blonde, you know, surf yeah. bunnies. That's in those so days. cool. And so now, you know, when I see them for our, you know, f coming up our 55th high school reunion, it's like I'm actually hanging out with gals and guys who were on the dating game. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I wouldn't have made the dating game because with curly yeah. hair and glasses and, you know, I, yeah. you know, I didn't fit the profile. And the newlywed game. Those are the three I remember. Okay. And, of course, let's make a deal. That's always good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but interesting. Anyway, so... <laughs> well, we go down memory lane. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's get to questions. Yes. Actually, I, I want to start with a comment. This comes from Louise. Okay. It's about a podcast you did regarding uh, psychedelics, Dr. Mm -hmm. Hoffman. Mm -hmm. She says, I tried to listen to your guest, Matt Zeman, with an open mind. Although I agree that different treatment methods should be explored, I felt he had somewhat of a cavalier attitude about what psychedelics can do and how they can be administered. These are still drugs that have a profound effect on the mind, and they should be used with caution. Right. And, and I kept emphasizing that during the, the podcast. And yeah. what, I, what intrigues me is that this is not like a recreational thing anymore. I mean, it is for some, yeah. but it's actually being investigated at really top uh, medical schools and uh, universities 
under very strict research protocols. And I think that's the way it should be mm -hmm. undertaken. I don't think people should dibble-dabble with this stuff. Yeah. Wasn't this something that was already being done in the 30s and 40s? I remember vaguely reading in a magazine that uh, I think actor Cary Grant underwent LSD yes, therapy yes. for something but, similar. Yeah, or? this is a little wackadoodle, you know. Yeah. I, I, but small doses. Right. You know, do, you know, do you know what the name of the inventor of LSD was? His name was Hoffman. No really? Relation. No, re no relation. I don't think any relation. But, no relation for... But he was a Swiss uh, chemist. And he made Hoffman. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? Lysergic acid. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So anyway. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. And I again, I presented that as provocative yeah. and of interest. You know, like I might do, like some hosts uh, do stuff on extraterrestrial life or on... Uh, UFOs, yeah, and they're they're actually kind of presenting it. This is an interesting phenomenon. I mean, don't necessarily believe in it, mm -hmm. but I think it's of interest, and it's not uh, without some validity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so not every guest do I wholeheartedly endorse their viewpoints down sure. the line. I'm presenting them as experts uh, in their field. Yes. And, uh, you know, I want to bring that information forward to the audience, but again, it's not necessarily an advocacy. I personally have no interest in doing that myself. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I have to say, I did see a patient the other day mm -hmm. who is a, uh, he served in Afghanistan and Iraq yes. and he experienced a lot of battlefield trauma Yeah, and he suffers from PTSD. He's been mm -hmm. formally diagnosed as having PTSD mm -hmm. and he's done a lot of different things. You know, he's done psychotherapy, he's, you know, he tried medications and uh, he is um, uh, currently interested in a experimental protocol using these psychedelics. And the word is to recontextualize his experiences because ah. it's almost as if you can Change step back and you can uh, visualize memories, mm -hmm. but you can put them in a proper context yeah. so that they're not as emotionally charged. Yes. And that it right may here. allow you to step back and observe almost in a meditative fashion, you know, like a mindfulness yes. fashion. Uh, and develop some insights which you can take away. And it's actually been documented to be helpful for PTSD in cases of abuse. Yeah. You know, childhood uh, physical or emotional or sexual it's abuse. It's offer some measure of control when you'd be able to like put it here and look at it instead of being engulfed by it right. like you would be in PTSD. And I think that's an intriguing concept. Sure. Yeah. If, if, sure. And the other thing is that there's also this yeah. concept of microdosing, which means you don't go on a trip and you barely notice you have it, but it it may work on brain chemistry in a subtle way yeah. that sort of allows some what we call neuroplasticity, you know, because you, mm. I think people who are in a mental rut, they're sort of like uh, running the same train tracks of their thought patterns uh, yeah. again and again and again. And what you want to do is you want to break those almost reflexive thought patterns, which are related to fear or adverse emotions and uh, emerge to a more flexible pattern of thinking. And yeah. that, it may be that the psychedelics offer that promise. Mm. Uh, you know, certainly antidepressants as we currently have them mm -hmm. uh, have a mixed, at, at best, a mixed track record of True. success. True. I often hear uh, people uh, comment that 
if they've been taking uh, an antidepressant for many, many years, some have said to me, I don't think it's working anymore. I don't think it's doing anything. Just but very, then you know, often. But it's hard to get off. You can't get off, and you right. must be supervised to do so. And then never go cold turkey. When you go off, you think you need it because you're actually you're experiencing, experiencing withdrawal. withdrawal. So you get like anxiety, and you get like often physical symptoms yeah, too. But I hate the response of the psychiatrist who will say, "See, you still need it." Yeah, I hate that response. Yeah. I think the more aware psychiatrists hopefully are enlightened to that. I hope and so. I think. There is, there has to be throughout medicine and not just in psychiatry, but a, a real push towards de-prescribing. Mm. Is people are on stuff like you've been on a PPI forever. Maybe you don't need it. You've been on, uh, whatever, anti-seizure medication. Maybe you don't need it. Yeah. Uh, we can cautiously withdraw you from that. You've mm. been on antidepressants forever. Maybe you're in a different stage of life. You know, you, you, you were freaking exactly. out in your twenties. Now you're in your forties. Yeah. Maybe your brain is different. Maybe you don't need those anti anxiety. Your life anymore. is more orderly. Yeah. And, you know, you've had some life experiences. You're now. Maybe you don't need that antipsychotic anymore. That's, that's a, and that's a definite prospect with our guest, uh, Dr. Chris Palmer, who mm -hmm. talked about, and by the way, what's interesting is, you know, he talks about successes that he's had with people with diet, especially a ketogenic diet, and getting them off meds. Yeah. I see people popping up all over social media saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Palmer. Uh, I tried the ketogenic diet, and my symptoms are much alleviated, and I've been able to get off medications. They spontaneously have said this. So yeah. there's really something to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. To change the energetics of your brain. Mm -hmm. This book is entitled Brain Energy. I recommend yeah. it very highly. Um, going to have another uh, uh, eminent uh, nutritional psychiatrist on the program in a couple of weeks, oh. and mm -hmm. his name is Drew, Dr. Drew Ramsey, and he's written a fantastic book too on nutritional psychiatry. There, there are Wonderful. only a handful of nutritional psychiatrists, and I'm but uh, it's burgeoning now, and that's very, very encouraging. Yeah, very encouraging. I had uh, Dr. Eads uh, on mm -hmm. the program a, a while back on nutritional mm -hmm. psychiatry. So I think that's a very promising area. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to all of that. Okay. Let's take another question. Okay. So we've got one from Valerie. <laughs> and in her subject heading, she said, first they came for bread, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I balked when I had to give up peanut butter. Apparently peanuts are toxic. Yes, they're, they're sprayed, they get... Fungal and they're sprayed with a lot of fungicide and there's the aflatoxin and all that. Excuse me, what it is for me is peanuts are, they're so addictive. For they me, are. Is that I could just put the I, spoon in the jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of, yeah. I'll, I'll have peanut butter just occasionally as mm. a treat. Mm -hmm. But man, I, I don't you stock it at home. The, I don't want to stock it at home. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a trigger, right? And it, it's a legume anyway. It's that's not true, even it's a, a legume. Nut. It's not even a nut. Yeah, that's right. I balked when I had to give up peanut butter. I complained a bit when I had to limit, if not give up dairy. I cried when I had to give up wonderful, crunchy, multi-grain bread. But Is now this a poem? It <laughs> almost. Like, yeah, it sounds it's, like it's Dr. wonderful. I had it to read like it. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie does a nice job. But now it's chocolate, and I'm not sure I can do it. I've been eating delicious 85% dark chocolate every day for years, mm. and I recently added the Flava Naturals. Right. I really don't think I could go cold turkey on, on chocolate. So, two questions. Is there a safe amount of daily chocolate? Number two, short of chelation, is there any way to get the, the lead and cadmium out of my body? 
Well, which is thought to be associated with the chocolate. But if you eat that uh, flavor naturals, it, it minimizes your exposure to yes. cadmium. Yes. Which is very little anyway. It's just the Prop 65. Uh, California. California regs. Uh, it's almost like they dug that out in order to make a point, especially consumer reports, well, they, which I'm less and less a fan of lately. Yeah, it, talked it's about an it. alarmist story, but also they dug it out because there's, uh, you know, follow the money trail. It's an opportunity to have yeah. uh, consumer litigation yeah. where a big recovery can be uh, negotiated, where the lawyers get the preponderance of it and consumers are issued a check for, you know, $4.23 each, mm. you know, if they win a class action suit. So... Wow. Um, I've gotten those checks sometimes. You know, like, like sometimes, I'll, like, you know, I, my stockbroker will, will forward me something like, you had a stock where they were accused of fraud, and so there was a settlement. Mm. Here's your check for $9.14. Uh -huh. Is that know? it? Yeah. Oh, you know, but the lawyers who negotiated that, it was like probably you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, of, uh, you know, yeah. and they get 30%, whatever. Yeah. Um, so going back to the, the lead and the cadmium, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we actually had a question about that. We that, did, the, recently. You know, there's an alarmist article about chocolate. We talked to people with Flavor Naturals. They very carefully screen their uh, chocolate suppliers. There's yeah. going to be some residual from the ground, you know, just like any, any trace element in the ground. If you eat any produce, if you eat chicken, if you eat rice, you're going to be, you're going to be exposed. If you eat oranges, if you eat apples, if you eat sunflower seeds, you're going to be exposed. There's, we live in this world. But you're going to get more from industrial exposure. Exactly. You know, from, uh, Absolutely. You know, from air, water. Yeah. Be afraid of the cadmium in the cigarette you're smoking. Oh, God, yeah. Be afraid of the cadmium in the batteries you're, you're using. Or yeah. Be afraid of the lead in, in whatever uh, whatever pottery, uh, glazed pottery that you've been using or from... Or you have the misfortune from, to live near a Superfund exactly, site or something. Exactly, you know, or yeah. something like that. So, so let's get back to you yes. know, the, the thing Is about chocolate. Is there a safe amount of chocolate? Um, the amount that doesn't have but, you gain weight? Yeah, you know, exactly. And, you know, also how much... Can you control your impulses? You know, true. Are, are, if because it, it's like alcohol, you know, some people can drink in moderation. Want to take that chocolate and dip it into that peanut butter you were just talking about? <laughs> Reese, Reese's, Reese's cups are evil. They are. They uh, are. But you know, it, I think some people actually have to take an abstinence route because they're just triggered by these foods and they're yeah. off to the races. Yeah. So, so I do want to say to but Valerie, I'm a moderate, I'm a moderate chocolate yeah. consumer. Actually, for a while I, I did an experiment. I said, you know, I'm eating a lot of dark chocolate and I added up the calories. It was quite considerable. Yeah. And I said, you know, this is race season and I want to drop some weight. So I'm going to take a vow not to have any chocolate. And I actually went down like three, four pounds. Terrific. Yeah. Wonderful. Because it was just added calories. Yeah. There's always room for chocolate. Of course. Even if you're full, it's like take a p couple pieces of chocolate. One of the most important lessons I learned during my undergrad in, uh, in my nutrition uh, training was that nature has an argument for always having variety in the diet. And it's not just to get as much antioxidants, polyphenols, all of the flavanols, all of this. It's to reduce our toxic exposure. Imagine if you ate tuna fish every day. Oh, okay. Imagine if you ate... Sunflower seeds every That's a day. Good point. Imagine because, if you because in nature there lower... there are natural toxins yes. even before the industrial era. Right. right, right. So to reduce your exposure to toxins, should we be eating the same things every day? No, right. not really. I mean, we, we want to do our best to eat more in a rotated fashion at right. least. 
but to eat the same foods day in and day out. So have chocolate one、yeah. day, have cotton candy another day, have、exactly. like like a you know <laughs> banana split the other day. The other day, cotton candy is horrible. Yeah, I don't know how anybody. That's one thing. I, I can't even look at that stuff. It, it makes my teeth hurt. What? Yes. It does. It actually. That's just gross. I, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. All right, and then Valerie asks,、uh, short of chelation, is there any way to get the lead and cadmium out of my body? You want to make sure that your detox pathways are working well. You want to eat very, very well. You want optimal health, optimal nutrition. You want、good、to make sure、function. you have good liver function. You want to have、Minimize、optimal alcohol. Yes, you want to、uh, up your、uh, vitamin D levels. Make sure they're in a good targeted range, anywhere. Above fifty-five and a hundred, between fifty-five and a hundred, because that ups your glutathione, your endogenous、yeah. glutathione. You could maybe take some NAC and acetylcysteine、nice. to up your glutathione as well.、Mm. You could take something called Metalloclear. Yeah, I see it's on Fullscript, but it's、uh, currently on back order. It's、something. on back order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, things will be less and less on back order. As supply chain、uh, issues start to,、uh, and this gives me an opportunity to, to mention that、mm -hmm. you can shop、uh, hundreds of curated, vetted supplements in my、mm -hmm. full script dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. So we mention a lot of products, some of which are kind of esoteric here on Intelligent Medicine. You can get the very self-same products that I take, that you take, Layla,、mm -hmm. and that we recommend to our patients on full script. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com, and、uh, it's a reliable、uh, source of、uh, supplements that are. Uh, professionally vetted, not just like a free fire zone like Amazon. You know, yeah, which、Oof. just、uh, it's a pay to play. Just about anybody can get on there, and you don't sometimes know about quality or even if the products are counterfeit. There are people who dumpster dive and sell their wares on Amazon. Hey, listen, what about the shoplifting? Yeah, the shoplifting. The shoplifting. There's there's a there's a subspecialty of shoplifting, which is to grab vitamins. Because hey,、yeah. but you know, if you steal like some razor blades or toothpaste, it's not that there's they're not that pricey. But if you steal a, an, a desirable bottle of vitamins and they're small, and then you can just right. You can't even steal the toothpaste and the and the razors and everything's unlocked. The last、on. time I walked into I the CVS, everything's under lock. Everything's. You、on. have to call somebody to unlock the shampoo. I know, and that's wow, why that's New York. And that's why, unfortunately, that's driven me to shop for a lot of basics online. Yeah. You know, I just want to deal with the hassle of like. Hello, can you please unlock this cabinet?、Yeah. It's like it just you know, and a lot of the drugstores, so-called drugstores, you know, they're you know, your Walgreens yeah, and your Rite change, Aid. They're 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 pulling out of major urban areas. They are. Yeah, they're closing. Yeah. All right.、Um, okay. Good point at which to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts.、Uh, tell us what we're going to tackle in part two. I have high cholesterol. My doctor wants me to go on a statin. Oh, you never heard that before. That's a semester's worth of podcasts. And、right、it's、there. it's also a very generic question. So、yes. let's hear the particulars when we return. I'm Dr. Robert Hoffman today with Layla Mutin, who is our resident nutritionist, and it's our weekly Q and A with Layla. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs>